What's y'all? What's y'all? It's your boy Kale Charles. I am broadcasting live from the Artist Love Art Podcast. Brand new podcast. Really just based, looking to um, really start some conversations about some of the shows and films and music and that just general art mediums that we have out right now. Um, this is the inaugural episode. Um, wherein really all we're going to be talking about today is going to be like a got a couple of countdowns like a best new series of 2020 got best returning series of 2020 and a couple more little countdowns right now and i really just wanted to do um this pilot episode just to kind of let everybody know um kind of what we're looking to do with this um ideally we're going to try to do this two times a week um one is going to be on Monday. One's going to be on Friday. Uh, this episode that we're listening to right now will be the Friday episode. Fridays, we're basically doing a rundown of the week um, from Monday to Thursday. And, uh, and then on that then that Monday episode, that Monday episode is going to be covering the shows that come on on Sundays. Because anybody watch a show, you know, on Sunday, that's primetime television. That's when all the, all the networks put out their flagship shows. So just want to kind of caveat... Uh, caveat that bring us in right just kind of give you guys a um a feel for what we're gonna be doing today okay cool so basically we're gonna start today with the top 10 best new series of 2020 and uh i'll disclose that whole list via via my socials uh you know twitter instagram uh all that facebook we still have to start the facebook page so we're, we're still working on that but the instagram and facebook the instagram and twitter are up right now so you guys go ahead and go follow that if you like what you hear today go follow me let me know what you want to hear on everything because um generally it's going to be just me but i do have a host of friends who also watch the same stuff i watch so i will um frequently have guests on here it's just you know we're going to play that one by ear but uh again if you like what you hear go follow me on social media um you know, follow the podcast mainly, really. I don't care if you follow me. Follow the podcast. All right. So now, with no further ado, this is Artist Love Art, the podcast brought to you by Elevator Vistas. And my name is Kale Charles. And we're going to get right on into this immediately. Got somebody walking behind my car. I'm sorry. I'm, <laughs> I'm in the goddamn. I'm in the car studio. All right. So top 10 best new shows of 2020 this is gonna be fun i want to get my computer right here i'm trying to roll up at the same time so y'all can kind of feel my struggle right now uh all right so top 10 best new shows of 2020 we're gonna start with number 10 number 10 is gonna be two weeks to live um that's on hbo max now i know a lot of people have not watched two weeks to live um Again, it's on HBO Max. It stars Macy Williams. Uh, anybody watches Game of Thrones? Macy Williams is Arya from Game of Thrones. Um, it is a British kind of comedy action <laughs> kind of thing. It's pretty fucking hilarious. I generally don't. Uh, I generally don't really like British stuff. Like not 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 not. I, I, I generally don't, don't like British comedies. Um, you know, I don't know. It just seems like they seem to just miss the mark with me with my comedy taste more times than not um however two weeks to live is pretty fucking funny it's funny uh you care about the characters um it's also got my guy from uh 
my guy from Gotham, uh, who played, uh, who pl he played Alfred in Gotham. It's got him in it. I can't remember his name. Like me right now. But, uh, it's very, very good. Um, it reminds me of another show I have on this list too, which we're going to go over. But again, that's, that's two weeks to live. That one's on HBO max. Um, I want to say it only has one season. And, uh, I was reading about it the other day. I think it may, I think it's a limited series. So I think it may only have one season. Hopefully it comes back. It was very good. I like the characters. And anytime you get Macy Williams, um, whether Game of Thrones or not, Game of Thrones or not, you know, you're going to love it. So that's my number 10. That would be Two Weeks to Live. Number nine is going to be P-Valley. Now, anybody who watched television last year, you know about P-Valley, especially black, black, the black, black people who watch television. We know about P-Valley for sure. Um, P-Valley is... Oh, I forgot to tell you guys about uh, Two Weeks to Live. Two Weeks to Live, I'm sorry. So we got a spoiler on number nine, which is going to be uh, P-Valley. But uh, number 10, Two Weeks to Live, it's basically about this girl who's kind of been... Uh, bunkered away by her mom who is kind of like trying to protect her from this that and the third not going to get into what she's trying to protect her from you guys will see that if you watch the show but basically Macy her character she escapes from her mom's uh, <laughs> from her mom's clutches I'll say there's probably a bad word to use right there clutches but um, she escapes and she meets um, a couple of guys, and one of these guys is, you know, trying to obviously he's trying to he's trying to fuck. Um, and basically, what happens is they they tell her something like the world is ending. She she's never seen you know regular television, live television, shit like that. So they tell her the world is ending. Show her a YouTube video of like some attacks or something like that. And her first the first thing she does is goes to try to kill this dude. She goes to try to kill this random guy they don't know. So it, it, it's pretty wild. It starts off, it's funny, it's um, action-packed. And again, it, it reminds me a lot of another show that I have in this top 10, which I will uh, mention as soon as we get to that show. All right, so that sums up two weeks to live right there. So that's number 10. Number nine, we already had the spoiler. Number nine is going to be P-Valley. Again, most people, most black people who watched television last year watched P-Valley. And if you didn't, you should, black or not, definitely ch check out P-Valley. It's fucking hilarious. Not hilarious, but you know what I'm saying. It, it's it is though. You know, so I, I feel like I feel like black stuff. We're still so not used to seeing black stuff on television that when we see black stuff on television, like it, it, it's so relatable that that we laugh at it because we we just haven't even seen it in a medium like that. We have not seen ourselves portrayed like that. So it's 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 funny because it's relatable in that regard. P Valley, um, basically about a uh, a strip club in Mississippi, uh, the Pink. Owned by Uncle Cliff, um, who is <laughs> I really I, I don't even I don't I don't even want to give away too much of P Valley. J just know, just know it takes place in a strip club. Uh, it's in Mississippi. It's fucking good. Okay, it's stars. Stars. I, I have kind of a love hate relationship with stars because stars really misses for me a lot. And then they do things like that. They'll have they have a really good show out and they just have nothing to support it. You know what I'm saying? They have no. no no complimentary shows, you know what I'm saying? So I, I, but, but this stars hit with this, and I was happy to see it because you know right after, you know after Power went off, you know stars kind of got high and dry, and now, now, now they 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 kind of got themselves a nice little rhythm with um, with book two out now and with uh, P Valley set to return sometime in 2021. So, shouts to P Valley. It's one of my favorite shows of the year. Next we got Solar Opposites. That's number seven. Solar Opposites. That's on Hulu. Now, Solar Opposites is one that I, I think a lot of people missed. It got a, got away from a lot of people's eyes. 
but Solar Opposites is it is by Justin Roiland, who also created a uh, Rick and Morty, and it's 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 basically it's basically Rick it's basically Rick and Morty. If there is no Morty, Rick is an alien, and he's more irritable than drunk. <laughs> that that's that's kind of that's kind of solar opposites it's it's funny it, it's it's not it's not nearly as smart as rick and morty but it's still got that sci-fi element so it's still smart especially compared to most other animated shows let alone uh other sitcoms or let alone <laughs> it's smart compared to other sitcoms let alone animated shows um but yeah it's, it's basically about this uh it's about this family of aliens who basically you know they I think i think their home world was it exploded or it was dying or some shit and they left they were deployed to earth their family with this thing called a pupa and the pupa it's like this little fucking cute little blob and apparently the pupa is gonna grow up and he, he's supposed to be the destroyer he's, he's gonna be the one that destroys the fucking planets that they inhabit or whatever but it's very good it's fucking funny um it has a great ass subplot um you know, throughout the episodes, throughout the season, the subplot is really you know, they, the the kids, the alien kids, and solar opposites. They have this fucking, they have this little gun where they can where they can shrink people down, and they have this wall in their room where basically it's, it's just it's like a it's like this big wall of uh, like containers, and they put all these little people in there, and these little and these little tiny people who used to be regular sized people are now fighting for civilization and it's fucking great it's fucking great check out solar opposites if you have not especially if you are an, an enjoyer of um animated adult cartoons because it's fucking it's just like that okay it's like that all right now my number seven that wraps it wraps it up for number eight um now my number i'm sorry yeah that wraps it up for number eight i'm sorry i said number seven earlier so for number seven we got the undoing now the undoing i think i could have the undoing a little bit higher i actually did not have the undoing in my top 10 i had it in my honorable mention and i had something else in there i'll let you guys know what that was when we get to the top um but uh i when i when i did that when i looked at the list i said they're not they aren't they're not seven they're not 10 shows better than the undoing that came out in 2020 so I was like, okay, let me switch that up. So I did switch it up, and I'll let you know what, what I had in its place um, prior to starting this episode. But um, The Undoing is basically, it's kind of a whodunit. And it's basically this this um, this couple who's played by uh, Nicole Kidman and Hugh Grant. They are this affluent couple going to, a, uh, who send their kid to this, you know, affluent elementary school. <laughs> And basically, one of the mothers at the elementary school, she's kind of strangely pressing on Nicole Kidman, who is married to Hugh Grant in this. And basically, she gets murdered. The lady, the, the, the lady who's pressing on Nicole Kidman, she gets murdered, and then it becomes a, a whole ordeal about who killed her. And they have all these theories about, um, about Hugh Grant, which are confounded unfounded founded all that kind of stuff and it, it and I, I i think the whodunit aspect really the acting in this i would say of all the shows that i have on here my votes well hugh grant or nicole kidman should receive an emmy award for their performances in uh in the undoing one of them should maybe not both of them but they're they're acting spectacular in that if you watch it you'll see exactly what i mean um 
it's great. It, it's good. I don't. I don't want to give away too much with that one. It's very easy to give stuff away with all these shows, really, because it's <laughs> they're very they're very well written, and I and I want to explain them to the depth. I know you're gonna watch them, but just 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 think of it as kind of a who done it. But there there's a it, it's a different element to it, and um, we're we're gonna discuss a lot of these shows as we move forward. This just just because this is a countdown, we're just gonna stick with counting them down. But again, going forward, we're gonna talk about a, a lot of these shows, um, especially when we have uh, some guests, so we can kind of just go going going deep, and we can have you know some questions being asked that I wouldn't present myself. Um, and and you guys too, if, if if you guys know any of these shows, if you guys like any of these shows, or if you have some shows that you want me to watch or want me to check out and want me to talk about, let me know. Hit me up on on Instagram, on Twitter. All that let a at ALA pod at ALA the podcast. Okay. All right. So that will be the undoing. That's number six. Yeah, that's number six. I'm sorry. Number seven. What the fuck is going on with these numbers? That's number seven. I'm sorry. All right. Number six. Number six is one that when I saw when I saw this show in early 2020, I knew this would be in my top five. It's not my top five, but it's right outside in top five, and that is Dave. Now. If you've been under a rock and you missed Dave last year, I'm jealous because that means you can watch Dave for the first time. I'm sorry, I'm rolling up here, so I'm <laughs> I take incremental breaks to kind of lay this motherfucker down. Uh, sorry. All right, yeah. So Dave, Dave is Lil Dicky's show, and Dave is basically Lil Dicky. He is. He's, he's just to put it short. He's basically a little dicky. He's a he's a rap artist who his style is he wants to be taken seriously, even though he's not even though he's doing um you know kind of silly raps. His raps are not they're uh, they're entertaining. His raps are very entertaining. And they and they're bars. They got bars, but he 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 is seen that by a lot of people as a gimmick, both in the show and uh, in real life. But it, it, it's kind of a it's kind of a biography, kind of. Um, my favorite thing about Lil Dicky about, about uh, Dave is that it is very very familiar. I love shows who, uh, you know, especially when dealing with music. You know, I, I'm a music artist. I've been doing music for 20 plus years, and one thing that I love is when is when those when movies and shows about music look so familiar. And Little Dicky is definitely one of the shows that looks super familiar. The, the situations, the business, you know what I'm saying? How people are treating you. It is one of the best productions of 2020. Um, and really, again, when I first watched it, I knew it was going to be in my top five. And 2020 was so good on shows that it's actually just outside of my top five. So, shouts to Little Dicky, shouts to Dave. If you have not watched Dave, do watch Dave. It has a bunch of guest appearances from celebrities, including... Uh, why we got YG, Gunna, and Young Thug that I can call off the top of my head. Um, but there are others too. There are others as well. So go check out Dave if you if you were if you were under the rock last year uh, when Dave came out. Go ahead and crawl from up under there. Go on Hulu. Check out Dave. Um, another thing I forgot to I think I forgot to mention the Undoing number seven is on uh, HBO. So sorry. All right. Oh, that takes care of number six, Dave. Now. I'm going to get into the top five. Now, for my top five, I'm going to tell you like this. This top five is one of the best top fives I've ever had, that I've ever written out. 
um, whether that be movies, whether that be shows, whether that be continuing shows, whether that be new shows. This is an elite, elite, elite top five. And I feel like anybody who's listening to this, anybody who's listening to this can will find a favorite show in these top in this top five. Okay. So without further ado, top five, number five, good Lord, the good Lord bird. Now, I know a lot of you have not seen The Good Lord Bird. I know it, I know it, I know it. It, it, it kind of came and went at the tail end of last year, but it was a doozy. Now, I, I'll tell you, when I, when I started watching The Good Lord Bird, Lovecraft Country was maybe about two or three episodes from finishing, and I just happened to see Ethan Hawke on Showtime. I said, okay, what's this? And I checked it out. Now, guys, guys. This is one of the best shows of last year, like period. So basically, Good Lord Bird is about. Is that, how do I try to? I try to explain to people like this. Um, so you you know when people say shit like uh, people use like John the, the name John Brown like a cuss word. Uh, one of the prime examples I can think is um, my guy uh, Denzel in uh, in in remember the, remember the Titans. He's a uh, you fumble my football, you run him out. You know what I'm saying? You run him out. Now they say, I forgot what he said. You miss a block, you run him out. You know what I'm saying? You run him out. You miss a tackle, you run him out. You, break, you fumble my football, I will break my foot off in your John Brown hind parts. And then you'll run him out. So anyway, that's John Brown, that name. John Brown is a white was a white abolitionist in the uh, 1800s. And basically, the events that John Brown was, um, the event that John Brown was working towards, and he ultimately, ultimately was a failure, but he ultimately failed at, was the event that, that sparked the inspiration and the movement of the Civil War, if that makes sense. Now, I'll, I'll, I'll kind of clean that up in, uh, <laughs> okay, I'll kind of clean that up with, in, in, in a few more words. Basically, John Brown was trying to, he was, he was an abolitionist, so basically he did not believe in slavery. Not only did, not only did he not believe in slavery, but he, he believed that you could not appeal to the humanity of white slave owners because they had no humanity, because they, they were too far in sin to have humanity. So he, so he proposed killing, he, he proposed violence, he proposed to knock these fuckers off, and guys, you know, I've seen a lot of, you know, kind of slavery movies and shit like that. Slavery shows, whatever. And I know that shit is very, very polarizing these days. First of all, there's not a whole lot of suffrage in, in Good Lord Bird. So if you're somebody who doesn't want, you know, black trauma porn, all that kind of stuff, not a whole lot of that in this. So you don't have to worry about that. Um, really, one of the coolest things about this shit is that, you know, you, you know me, you know, I, I, I'm, I believe in God, but I'm not, I'm not like a deeply religious person. I'm not somebody who's going to be quoting you the Bible. I'm not somebody who's going to tell you my favorite book of the Bible. I don't know. But, but, um, this show, <laughs> Bird, I, th I want to say he's a, he's a preacher. He's, yeah, he's a preacher. And basically while he's doing, while he's, you know, <laughs> while he's killing these, while he's killing these white slave owners, while he's, doing what, what, he's, what he's calling God's work, which I, I, I agree with him 100%. While he's doing this, he is screaming out scriptures to the top of his lungs. And, and guys, I'm telling you right now, I have yet to see, I have, I have never seen the Bible sound and be used more righteously than the good Lord, than on the good Lord bird, as John Brown is screaming at the top of his fucking lungs, these Bible passages and killing these slave owners. So look, 
if you want to see a show that's gonna have you fucking linked up, watch. And and, and I'm, I'm sorry, before I, before I end it like that, it's it, it's it's um it's it's more than just John Brown. It's not. A, it's actually not. It's 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 kind. Of, it's about John Brown, but it's told. The main character is not John Brown. The main character is a, is a character called Onion or Henry, and um, Henry, and we're gonna call him Onion because that's what he that's what he's known as. I had to think of what his real name was. Uh, but Onion is basically. He's a he's a he's a young black boy who Bird when Bird comes in his town he's getting a, he's getting a haircut by by Onion's like father or some shit and basically there's there's a spat that happens Onion's dad is killed and uh, Bird assume Bird presumes that Onion is a girl because he thought he heard Onion's dad call him Henrietta but he didn't he called him he called him Henry and said something else with it but the whole show uh, <laughs> the whole show fucking John Brown believes that Henry is a girl, Onion is a girl, and he's not, and, you know, I feel there are a few questions with that, um, and I don't want to go too deep in it, but go and watch The Good Lord Bird, that is on Showtime, that's number five on my list, it could be higher, it really, any of these top fives could be higher or lower, you can, you can put them wherever you want, they're all amazing, okay, so Good Lord Bird, that's on Showtime, I'm gonna get to number four, number four is gonna be Ratchet, and I really, I wasn't sure if I wanted to put this over the Good Lord Bird. I'm still not sure I want to put it over the Good, the good, the good Lord Bird. But it is very, very good. Like, it took me a minute to get into Ratchet. Like, people were watching Ratchet, and I was like, eh, that shit look boring. And, you know, to, to some degree, it kind of is. But it's not It's not boring. It, it's, it's uh, you know, Netflix calls shit slow burns. It's not even a slow burn. It's just like, um, you know, you have to pay attention. But but it, it's it's upbeat. It's it's gorgeous. The style is is great. Um, it's one of the better period pieces. And I wouldn't you know I wouldn't call it a period piece. But if, if we're going for eras, it's definitely one of the better looking um, presentations of an era of 2020. Um, and Ratchet is basically about this nurse who applies for this job at this uh, mental institution, uh, and it seems her goal it seems her goal is to become head nurse. And her girls become head nurse because she is um, trying to get her hands on the mental institution's prize uh, resident, who is, you know, serial killer and more, to, more uh, to the point of the story, Ratchet's brother. So that is your uh, that's your not that's your synopsis of Ratchet. Ratchet is very very good. It's uh, star Sarah Paulson. <laughs> no, I missed a. Uh, no, I mentioned I mentioned the other ones, um, uh, but yeah, stars Sarah Paulson as Ratchet. It's very good. Um, it is a bit thought provoking, but mainly it's it's addicting. It's addicting. You cut it on, you're like, oh man, it's pretty good. Um, and yes, yeah, it's, e it's an easy binge. It may not be easy to start just because it, you you start it and you feel like oh, it's kind of slow, but then the more you watch it, it's like, okay, no, nah, this this is this is actually pretty hard. So. That is Ratchet. Um, and Ratchet is on Ratchet's on Netflix. And that's actually That's actually the first Netflix appearance on uh, on this list, which is kind of crazy just thinking about it. Um next, so where are we at? Okay, so we're in the top three right now. Now the top three of the top five was great. The top three is elite, and I feel like the top three is the top three it did 
you can you can you can rearrange the order, but these are the top three new shows of last year. Okay, number three, one of my absolute favorite things that I have seen in the last five years, Utopia. Has anybody seen Utopia? Utopia comes on Amazon Prime, and it is fire. If you like um, if you like conspiracy theories, if you're a conspiracy theorist, you and I'm not. I'm not, but if, if you are, but if you are, Utopia is the show for you. Utopia, and it also it also stars uh, Rain Wilson, that is Dwight from The Office, if you didn't know, um, and it stars him in, in a much different role than Dwight. Uh, you know, when I saw him, I, I actually, it actually took me a minute to recognize he has a beard. I'm like, oh shit, that's Dwight. <laughs> but yeah, so um, Utopia is basically about, it's, it's like this, this group of, of friends who've never met but they're communicating with each other through group chats, you know, social media, and basically the thing that the thing that's uh, their glue is this comic book. This comic book is called Utopia, and Utopia is, you know, pe people love Utopia because of the story. This is this that, and the other is a character in the name Jessica Hyde. That's like the protagonist, and people love it. But the reason that these group of friends love Utopia is because in Utopia, in the book, there are actually clues about like natural disasters, man-made disasters that have happened in the past. And that will happen in the future. So really, the, this group of friends is—they're looking and trying to fi figure out what's going to be the next, you know, natural disaster. And there are a next big disaster, and there are several or a couple in Utopia. It is very, very good. Main character is or the uh, yeah, I wanna, well, yeah, I, I, I'd say the two main characters on this show are black. Um, yeah, and Jessica Hyde is black, and I can't remember the other girl's name. I think it's Sophie. Sophie, maybe, but she's black as well. Um, and yeah, uh, Utopia. It is. It, you know, if, if you watch Amazon Prime show shows, one time, one thing you'll notice about Amazon Prime, Amazon Prime is uh, it's wild. Like their their shows are wild. There's a lot of explosions. There's a lot of violence. There's a lot of chaos. There's a lot of cussing. So it it, it and that that's for all for Amazon Prime shows that I currently watch. And Utopia is no different. Utopia is wild, it's funny, they're cussing up a storm. It's great. I, I feel like Amazon Prime has definitely hit their stride in the last two years and they're only they're only gonna get better and better. So and I also heard Utopia was actually um, originally um, distributed uh, or HBO originally had the distribution rights to Utopia, but apparently something happened with that. So now uh, Amazon Prime has would have been crazy if show if uh, if HBO would have had that as well, but more to the point, um, Utopia was easily one of the best shows of last year. Probably, it's it, obviously it's in my top three, um, and I think their cast was one of the best casts um, of last year as well. And they're mostly young, mostly young people. All right, so that brings us to our top two. Now this is where it gets a little dicey. I know people are not gonna. I know I might receive a little flack for this. My number two show, new series of last year is Lovecraft Country. Lovecraft Country is on HBO, stars Journey Smollett, Jonathan Majors, uh, Michael K. Williams, and um, Wumi Masaku. Um, and it is, it, it was it's probably the, the uh, most widely popularized show of last year. It probably is the most popular new show of last year. I, I think I can give it that, or, or that, that it or Tiger King. Uh, yeah, it or Tiger King, definitely the most popular shows of last year. But, um, basically um lovecraft country it's hard to even explain what it's about but 
in a nutshell in a nutshell there are a group of I don't know I, I can't even remember what their professions are let's just gonna say there's a group of black people and they are searching for I don't even remember what they're saying. Like, it, it, it's a it's a lot going on in Lovecraft Country. I'm going to just put it that way. And I mean, I, I, I don't even think that I could really explain it because it's, it's, it's it, there's I guess there's there's a linear point, but it 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 gets lost in all the stuff that's going on in it, which which is done well. But I think that that why I put why I put Lovecraft Country number two versus number one. My number one show it was it was was streamlined you know what i'm saying like it is easy to digest it is visually aesthetic and it, it, it it's got the writing lovecraft country is not all that easy to digest it's actually pretty hard to digest if we're being honest um and yeah but but it, but it's nonetheless it is no less than the number two best show of last year in fact you know i i wouldn't have any issue with somebody saying number one no issue with that um the acting on it is, fa is fabulous the writing is excellent it, it's just it's just every episode you know I, uh, I heard somebody one of my friends say uh yeah it says it's an anthology series eh, it's not really it's not you know what I'm saying it, it has anthology uh, uh, elements in that you know the next episode <laughs> it apparently doesn't have anything to do with the last episode on the face but it does you know what I'm saying it, it's, it's just there's just a clusterfuck of things going on it, ju ju just to keep you thinking just to keep you trying to guess what's happening you're not gonna do it just sit watch and enjoy one of the best shows that came out this year uh, uh, last year in 2020 I would say Lovecraft Country is 2020's Watchmen but I would definitely put Watchmen above Lovecraft Country just ju ju just because it, it was very just because I, I, I feel like Lovecraft it was so hard to understand what the fuck they were doing like even knowing everything that they did in hindsight it's like what what was all that it was a lot of shit going on for, for almost 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 seemingly like like red herrings but not they weren't though not most of them anyway but anyway i don't want to confuse you probably already have but lovecraft country is very good if you're in the show if you're in the sci-fi you're in the fantasy if you're in the black shows um period pieces very very good no Nobody, I don't think, I don't think anybody would tell you Lovecraft Country is bad. Um, I just, I just do want to make a note to go into Lovecraft Country expecting to not know what the fuck is going on because you're not, you're not. And and if somebody would have told me that, hey, going into this shit, you're not gonna know, you're not gonna know what the fuck is going on. I probably would have enjoyed it a little bit more, but not, and I still enjoyed it. But it was just, you know, my thing is, I'm trying to figure out what's gonna happen. I'm trying, I'm trying to figure out what, what does that mean? You know what I'm saying? So I'm a watcher who I'm always trying to figure the timeline figure how things are gonna go in Lovecraft Country that was virtually impossible don't try it don't waste your time don't rack your brain like I did and you probably love it more um and number one if you follow me on social media you probably already know what my number one is now that I've already said Lovecraft Country my number one uh, best new show of 2020 is gonna be Raised by Wolves Raised by Wolves on HBO Max. I have I have yet to find my clan with HBO with a uh, with Raised by Wolves. And what I mean by find my clan, I've yet to find a group of people or even one person who has watched Raised by Wolves. Guys, this is easily it's easily the best HBO Max series. I, I was gonna say it's easily the best new series. Of 2020, but it, I, yeah, I, with all due respect to Lovecraft Country, I, I gotta change that up. And I'm gonna say, of all the HBO Max original series, 
of which uh, Utopia was, was another one as well on HBO Max. But of all those, motherfucker, Raised by Wolves is the best. It's 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 the it was the first one that they dropped that had a big budget and it did not disappoint whatsoever. Um, Raised by Wolves is basically about it's it's a it's a dystopian future, um, which for those you don't don't know. Um, that basically means it's a future where everything is fucked. You know what I'm saying? Where there's nothing. You know, human life is desolate. The earth is a wasteland. All that kind of shit. So basically, um, it takes place in like 21, let's say 2132 or some bullshit. And there are two factions of humanity left. Um, and they've been at war for a century on Earth. And it it, it is the uh, it it is the the believers and the atheists okay the believers have a shitload of money they have a shitload of resources they have a hierarchy and they are the they are the uh they are the favorites to win the war the uh, the atheists do not have as much money don't have as much resources but they have better technology they have they have strong technology and basically when the show opens we're with the androids and the androids Oh, I'm sorry, I just means the androids. So basically, the two main characters in Raised by Wolves are called Mother and Father, and they're androids. Um, and the androids are atheists. The androids are built by the atheists. You know, the, the believers don't believe you can create life. You know, they don't support the creation of yada yada. The atheists have created these androids that are basically humans. They're basically humanoids, similar to, uh, to Westworld. You wouldn't know they weren't humans if you didn't know they weren't humans. And, um, the world is basically ending it's 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 unlivable uninhabitable it's been torn apart by warfare and the atheists can't leave they, they don't have the resources or the money to, to send anybody anywhere the believers are shipping let's say 3,000 basically the last 3,000 people ever they're shipping all of them to this new planet and this one atheist guy like he's like a scientist or some shit he sends these two androids off to the same planet in a small spaceship with like 12 human embryos okay so the androids actually arrive on this planet like 12 years before the believers do okay and again it's only two of them basically they've been tasked with raising these embryos and um basically starting starting a new uh colony of humanity colony for humanity that's that's a kind of a long breakdown but I'm going to tell you like this, that show, I did not see anything that was nearly as, um, as captivating for me personally, um, for real. It, uh, it has elements to that show that it's like a, it's like a blend of a lot of shows. And I, and I, I just feel like if, if you sit there, I, I put, I put it on, I put an episode on for maybe two, two, two or three friends. And all I'm, all I'm saying, man, this, this episode long as hell, and it's not like like the episode is like forty five minutes. It's never over fifty minutes. Um, it's just, it's just when you're watching it, shit. Is it, there's gonna be some talking, but there's a lot of action as well. I just 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 watch just watch Lovecraft. I mean, just watch uh, Race by Wolves. Watch all these shows, man. Um, that rounds out my top ten. Now I do want to give some honorable mentions. I was supposed to get these before I named Race by Wolves, but. Nonetheless, we'll do it. So honorable mentions. I uh, got Tiger King as an honorable mention. And the only reason I didn't include Tiger King in the top ten was because there's no, there's nothing I can say about Tiger King that hasn't already been said. 
I love animal uh, shows like that anyway, where, where you have people owning exotic animals because they always end in tragedy. They never, they, those things never end with happy ending. If they end, if they end with a happy ending, then it's not, that, those lies will not end in happy endings. And, and uh, Tiger King was one of those shows. And I, I honestly, I remember watching Tiger King and I remember thinking, man, this shit is fire. I wish, I wish people watched stuff like this because I know they're not going to watch it. This shit is amazing. But, but Tiger King, Tiger King, in all honesty, probably was definitely a top 10 show of last year. But just so, um, you know, just so we weren't overanalyzing something that's been overanalyzed, I went on ahead and left it off. Um, also got High Fidelity on there. That's on Hulu. High Fidelity is an excellent, excellent show for the one season that it had. Hulu should really be ashamed of themselves for canceling it. Hulu doesn't have any black shows. Now, they, they did come out with Woke last year, Hulu did. And Woke is good, but Woke is not as good as High Fidelity. Like, I mean, it ain't, it ain't. Woke is okay. <laughs> High Fidelity was good. Okay. Um, Midnight Gospel. Now, Midnight Gospel, I, I, I should have I separated these and made like an animated portion. But Midnight Gospel, the person who put me on Anime Gospel, shout out to my nigga Davey. My nigga Davey put me on Midnight Gospel and he told me, it's like it's almost like them niggas recorded a podcast just talking about whatever not even on not even a specific subject and like they gave it to the, to an animator and they said hey do the craziest shit you can do with with us narrating it and the product is great the product is great if you've not watched midnight gospel if, if, if you're a person who does a lot of stuff on the computer or you're 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 creative you're somebody who's typing you're somebody who's sewing Somebody who's doing something where where your where your eyes your eyes are occupied but your ears are still open, turn on Midnight Gospel. Turn on Midnight Gospel because it's gonna it's gonna have shit that's gonna have that's gonna make you that you're gonna hear and you're gonna look up and you're gonna see what the fuck's going on and you're like what the fuck is this? And it's it's, it's awesome. It's great. It's cool as fuck. Um, I would say uh, Midnight Gospel is probably this year's equivalent to um, last year's Love Death Robots. It's not that good. It's not as good as Love Death, <laughs> Death Robots, but but it's it's of that same mold. It's it's an animated show on Netflix for adults, and it satisfies something. It satisfies something <laughs> in your soul. So shout out to Midnight Gospel. That's another one on the um, honorable mentions. I may destroy you as well. I really don't want to give much much away about. I may destroy you, just because I, I, I feel like I feel like it, it was one of the more 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 complex shows, and it had it, 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 had, it had dealings in something that is um, profound and I'm trying to think of the right word. With anyway, wa just watch watch me watch I may destroy you. That's on that's on HBO. Um, I got the Comey rule on it as well. The Comey rule was on Showtime. The Comey rule is basically a, I want to call it a reenactment. Let's call it a dramatization. It's its a real show. It's not a documentary. It's not anything like that with narration or anything. But it's about, um, it's about all the things that led up to Trump's firing of James Comey in 2016. 2017, sorry. Um, and yeah, I... I it's very good. Uh, the guy who plays Trump in that, can't remember his name, but he's in a lot of other stuff, but he plays the fuck out of Trump. He plays the hell out of him. The guy who plays Comey is also really, really good. That show might win an Emmy just because the time, the timing that it, that it was discussing, time period that we were in in 2020, and going forward in 2021, time, stuff that we've experienced with Trump has just been outrageous. And this is one of those, this is one of the, 
first shows. It might be the first show uh, of the uh, of the series variety that actually details some of Trump's fucking Trumpisms. Okay? And uh, it, it's funny too. It, it's funny in that it's scary in that the way the nigga talks is it is it's scary for, like if he doesn't get the answer that he wants from one question he like jumps to an entirely another subject it's 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 very it's very good man watch watch the comey rule i think that if i had to do it again i might include that one in my top 10 but it, it, it's it's political so you know what I'm saying? i know political is polarizing we're gonna leave that one off but do watch the comey rule if you're into political shows watch that one and it's it's true too so <laughs> that's, that's what that gives an extra kick um black as fuck black as fuck's on netflix um Black as fuck got a lot of shit when it came out. Black as fuck is good, okay? I don't know what the fuck. I don't know what the fuck Twitter and all these other social media sites is on. Black as fuck is good. It's good. It was one of the best shows that came out last year. It was, it was definitely the top, top five to six black show that came out last year. So go if you, have, if, if you let uh, social media or the internet deter you from watching Black as fuck, don't do that. Go ahead and watch it. Um, another one. Now, th now this is the show that I actually removed from a. I removed from my top ten to exchange it for the Undoing. Animaniacs. Animaniacs on Hulu. They rebooted, and I had. I, now I, I removed it because it, you know it's a reboot. But I, but I had it on there because it's a reboot. But it's 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 very good. Um, me personally, I you will never you'll never hear anybody tell you that Kale loved the Animaniacs as a kid. In fact, I hated the Animaniacs. I didn't like, I, I like, I like their, uh, you know what I'm saying? I, I, li I like the, the, uh, the recurring characters, but Wacko, Dot, and the other, was Wacko, Yakko, and Dot, hated them. <laughs> Hate them. They're annoying as fuck. But in the new Animaniacs, it is great. It is great. Like, you can tell, like, it would like, with our, with our Animaniacs, you could tell that they were definitely, um, you know, they, 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 they were making it, um, with parents in mind. This Animaniacs, they are, they made this shit for us. And you know what I'm saying? Like, we're adults. You know, you got kids and shit. Your kids can watch. Your kids don't know what the fuck going on in the Animaniacs. But you do. You know what I'm saying? And that, that's kind of how it's always been. But I think they, they took it a step further with the new Animaniacs. And it was one of the best one of the best new shows I saw last year as well. And I consider it new because though it's a reboot, it is, what, that's 20, 20 years later reboot. And it's, it's different. It's better. It's better. All right. And the last one I have on my honorable mentions is Alien Worlds. Alien Worlds, that's probably the most, um, uh, that's probably the most kind of different, unique, it's probably the most unique show on here in that it, it's not like anything else on this list. It's kind of like a documentary, mockumentary kind of thing. It's, it's a, let's see, they basically... Think of like a Discovery Channel documentary on on the wildlife of Earth, but a, but on different planets. Like basically, it's like four episodes, and in four episodes, these this alien worlds, this team has built. They 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 basically created four different worlds, and on these four different worlds, is they're told they're all vastly different, and they have hella different wildlife on them. It's hella good. My only issue with with Alien Worlds was. It it had a lot of it, it it had a lot of um a lot of explanations for how they came up with these creatures and what they were doing and how they were hunting and how their environment based on you know aspects of Earth which was good which was fire but they had a lot more of that 
stuff than they did the actual content on the worlds but the content on the worlds was so spectacular that it is worth every second of each episode alien worlds that rounds off my uh honorable mention list for best new shows so check that out check out all those shows guys that, that, that's about 20 shows right there i, I don't i didn't count the honorable mentions but i know there's 10 on the best new shows and that was about seven or eight seven to ten on that on that last uh, honorable mentions okay so that rounds that off hold on man. i gotta whoo that was a lot of talking man I, i'm not a i'm not a big talker like that and uh i've been rolling up i've been trying to get the blood in uh in increments but it ain't working for me so let me just light this bitch real quick all right now well, next next segment here, what we got best returning seasons. Now, I'm I'm not gonna get too deep into these returning seasons, but I will, you know, let you know if you don't watch these shows, you should watch these shows, and I, you know, I, I'll, I'll try to get, I'll try to keep it short on these, man. Um, best returning series in no particular order. This is not numbered. Just the number that I just just the order I wrote them down in. I got Ozark. If you don't watch Ozark, stop playing yourself. Stop playing yourself. Watch Ozark. Ozark is a top three show on television right now, and I can say that. And I'm thinking of all these shows. And I don't care. Ozark's top three show. It's a top three show on television right now. New season was amazing. Cannot wait. It ended amazing. I cannot wait until the new the new season. It should be fire. Don't know what the fuck they're gonna do. And I feel like Ozark Ozark has to be coming to an end sometime soon. Got to be coming to an end sometime soon because it was, it's just been. It can't keep this up. <laughs> I don't know how long, how much longer they can keep this shit up. Um, and oh, those of you don't don't know, Ozark comes on uh, Netflix. Uh, next, I got The Boys. The Boys on Amazon Prime. The Boys is the best show on Amazon Prime. The Boys. Uh, the best synopsis I can give you for The Boys. If you don't watch The Boys, The Boys is think of think of the Justice League, like just like the like the superheroes. But they're fuck niggas. Think of it like that. They're 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 greaseballs. They're corrupt. They do fuck shit. They they they're not good people. Superheroes are not good people, generally. In the boys, um, and the new season, the first season was was, it's up. The first season is up there for best pilot seasons ever. It's up there, and I'm I'm gonna do that too. I'm, I'm gonna do that one day this year. Um, best pilot seasons. Uh, but um, the second season absolutely out, absolutely topped it, absolutely outdid it. Um, <laughs> and and we, we and we're gonna get we're gonna get into all these shows, and we, we're gonna do some breakdowns on the seasons as as the year progresses. Um, but just know that the boys season two, if you watched it, you know. If you don't, you you should go find out. Um, next, I got Curb Your Enthusiasm. Curb Your Enthusiasm is a long-running show on HBO. It actually went on a 10-year hiatus. It came back in 2019. Not gonna cap. That season, I believe that was season nine, maybe. The the previous season to the of the one that the, to the one they're on now. It was not all that. I was I was a little bit disappointed with that season. However, in 2020, they found their groove again. They found their groove. And Kirby Enthusiasm, Kirby Enthusiasm, that's, you know, people always compare uh, it's workaholics and uh, 
Who I just had it, it was on, it was on the tip of my tongue, but uh, people always compare workaholics and, and that. And I can't remember the other show with uh, with my guy, with my guy. Uh, fuck, it's another show, man. That they, they, they be comparing to to the office in terms of saying it's funnier. It ain't. Neither one of them are. Curb your enthusiasm. I'm not gonna go so far to say it's funnier, but I'm gonna go so far to say it's uh, one season of Curb your enthusiasm. You'll get as many bellow, you get as many bust out laughing as you would in a season of motherfucking The Office, okay? And I've seen both, so I can tell you that. And I love The Office. But uh, Curb Your Enthusiasm is one, one of the best shows on television. It's one of the best comedies. The new season was amazing. It's fucking hilarious. It's it's continuous. Just go and watch it, man. Go peep it. And after you watch you only had to watch the rest of the series. But after you watch it, you only had to watch the rest of the series to go and watch the new season. But if you go and watch a new season, which you can, just go ahead and watch a new season. After you do, I bet you go back and watch some more episodes. All right. Next, we got Insecure, Insecure Season, which turns out, which which now we've discovered is now that was the penultimate season of Insecure. That was the, that was the season before the last season. So now we're coming up on the last season of Insecure. And, that, and this past season was just like the rest of them. Gas, 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 gas. I love how much I care about the characters on Insecure. Basically, all these shows, all these shows are like that's one of my staples of, of liking the show. I have to care about the character. If I if I don't care about them, I cannot get into it. And uh, I'll tell you, a, a, sh a show that I have not gotten into, and people always hate, always rate me over the coals when I say it. Uh, Snowfall. I've not, I've not gotten into Snowfall yet, and it's really because I've not gotten to the point where like I, I've watched. The first three or four episodes several times and now i'm kind of forcing myself through it but I've, I've not gotten to the point where i truly care about franklin or anybody else but 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 all the but i i know i will if i keep watching but all these shows i you know the kid the main characters care about them off strength off the rip and insecure is the kid the show i care the most about the characters but molly gets on my fucking nerves i would i just i just wish each would just cuss out one time and then they just get over and be friends and everything be good. I said that's all I want for Issa with Molly. Uh, I love Lawrence. Uh, I love I love all them characters. All the characters are fire. They're very human. They're very relatable. Very familiar. Um, and the new season was amazing. And the final season, I have no doubt, is going to be amazing. I'm Team Lawrence. A hey, I don't give a fuck about none of that reality kind of shit. I don't want no realistic ending. I want the happy ending. If Issa and Lawrence aren't together by the end of this season, I'm gonna be pissed. So <laughs> I'm putting my foot down like that. That's where I stand on Insecure. Um, Next, we got Westworld, another HBO show. There's a lot of HBO shows, as you can tell. I'm, I'm partial to HBO. I think they have some great writing. They have some of the best diverse cast. And they generally always have a black perspective in there somewhere, <laughs> which is always pretty nice. Um, but Westworld, Westworld, Westworld's not even in Westworld anymore. Like, Westworld has, been, has gotten so boom, 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 that it's not even in Westworld anymore. They're not even there. And this season coming up, it almost looks like a final season. Like, it, like just, just what we're going into, it, it feels like a final season, but it's not, apparently. Um, and yeah, just without getting in too, too much in the Westworld, Westworld is about this theme park that people go to. It, it, it's, it's, think of it as if you could walk into Red Dead Redemption, if you could physically walk into the game Red Dead Redemption in the Old West, and you couldn't die. You can kill as many of the uh, computer players or androids uh, or uh, hosts as you want. But they can't hurt you at all. That's, a Westworld, that's the general uh, plot of Westworld. It expands vastly from for the first season to, I believe we're on the third now. 
in the fourth is upcoming, or maybe he's around the fourth now. I don't know, but it's great. Westworld, West Westworld is probably the best current running show on television. Put it like that. Um, Shameless, Shameless on Showtime. Shameless has been great this season. Now they fucked it up. They've been fucking up recently because they they uh they've been doing this bitch ass shit. Uh, you know, I I, I used to watch old ass sitcoms. You know, I love Lucy's Three's Company, shit like that. Um, and one of the one of the staples of those older sitcoms is that after after they've been running so long, they'll, they'll start doing like a best of thing. They'll start doing this best of thing where you just get funny ass moments from this from the series history. Shameless has been doing that shit for the last four weeks now. They've done that three out of, three of the last four weeks, uh, including this week coming up, is uh have been fucking. Uh, you know, best of best of episodes, and it's trash. That's whack. But the season itself has been outstanding. If you don't watch Shameless, watch Shameless. Or if you were like me, and Shameless kind of just got out of pocket for you, like last, I didn't even finish last season. Last season, just, it, I just, it just didn't. I didn't get it. I didn't. It, it just did not resonate with me. But I have to go back and watch it because the new season has been excellent. Their characters. I'm like, what the fuck? How the fuck did this happen? Um, but the new season has been fire. Even without Fiona, it looks like they're getting in on a high note. I have hella theories. We're gonna discuss Shameless as it uh, as it starts to conclude because this is the final season of Shameless as well. And lastly, on my uh, best returning series, Black Monday. Black Monday. I know a lot of people do not watch Black Monday. Black Monday. In terms of chemistry, I feel like this this show has the best chemistry on television, and the chemistry is between black characters and those black and those black actors who play those characters are Don Cheadle. Who doesn't like Don Cheadle? And Regina Hall, who doesn't like Regina Hall? Okay, this and just a quick synopsis. The second season was excellent. This is a quick synopsis of what it's about. In like 1988, this is like a. It's true. It's true that there was a. There's if you look up the term Black Monday, it just, it's a term for like a stock market crash in 1988 that nobody knows what caused the stock market stock market crash. Basically, Black Monday is about what what caused the stock market crash. It's fucking fire. Don Cheadle and Regina Hall are excellent, 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 excellent. Hilarious. Great. The timing. It's great, man. It's, it's really, it's probably, it might be the most underrated show on television as far as black shows. Because I don't know a whole lot of people who watch Black Monday. But it has, you know, these two names that are excellent, underrated, underappreciated, undervalued. But names that continue to get better with time. That's Don Cheadle and Regina Hall. Love them both. They've been excellent. That's going to round off my uh, best returning series of 2020. Whew. All right. And we're almost at the end, guys. We're almost at the end. If you're still here, I appreciate it. You know, I know this has been a lot of talking. I actually didn't, didn't plan on talking this much. But all these shows do kind of... I'd be doing, doing them a disservice without including some kind of context and some kind of true opinion on each of them. Um, but anyway... Um, last segment we have here it is basically um we're gonna we're gonna give out our four awards two of them are dubious uh we got the biggest streaming one and this is the uh, base and this is for streaming wars okay so last year was the first actual first year of streaming wars which is crazy which is fire because there really wasn't a better time in history for there to be <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Limitless acts, you know, limitless content on television. So streaming wars last year and, and it, it lived up to the hype um as you know as evidenced by this long ass talk I'm giving you guys right now on this podcast. Um 
so but within the streaming wars there were there was the biggest winner there was the biggest loser and to me there's the biggest deployment and there's the biggest come up so we have four four different designations that we're going to give out that designated awards that we're going to give out um and first we're going to start with we'll start with the biggest winner we'll start with the biggest winner biggest winner hbo max HBO Max not only came out with hella original series, including two two or three that I named today. Um, that was Raised by Wolves. Uh, was it Raised by Wolves? Two Weeks to Live. And I believe... No, nah, I was going to say I May Destroy You, but I think I May Destroy You is actually, uh, is actually uh, just HBO. But, um... HBO Max original series, original films. Um, they had uh, an American Pickle came out last year, which was very good. And it's, it's two other, two other ones I forgot to write down. There's two other movies that came out on HBO specifically last year that were super duper good that I really liked. And HBO, you know, I'm partial to HBO. I love their, I love their writing. I fuck with the vision. Um, they generally don't miss with me. Um, and not, not to mention, not least of all, <laughs> uh, they have that they have to deal with Warner Brothers this year, where Warner Brothers is, is releasing their films their theatrical films strictly through hbo max at no extra cost to hbo max subscribers that's amazing that right there will win you a streaming war and uh honorable mention on that one a runner-up that one definitely gonna be disney plus who I, I i think at the end of last year these uh network these streaming networks started to realize okay we can't we can't we, we can't continue to wait for theaters to open we gotta we gotta compensate somehow. So they compensate. You know, uh, Disney Plus started. You know, they charge thirty dollars for something like Mulan or something. But then and that was maybe let's call it August. It may have been, that, that may not be true. That, that's, don't quote me. Um, but then they came back. But then you know they 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 said fuck it. We're gonna drop Soul, which which was their main animation. That you know that that was their that was their headline. That was their flagship for twenty twenty. Their 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 flagship new uh, movie, and they dropped it for free on Christmas. Because they they're gonna cut their losses, just just let the let the uh, let the subscriptions build, and eventually all this stuff is gonna go up. All these costs are gonna go up between HBO Max and Disney Plus and all the other ones. It's already going up on Hulu and Netflix yearly. So yada yada. yada. Anyway, uh, Disney Plus uh, a distant second, but I w I do want to mention them because they did a great job. They had a uh, few great new series come out as well. Um, but yeah, HBO Max clear winner of tw of the streaming wars year one. Okay. 2020 um biggest loser i got i got my biggest loser is stars and again i told you guys i have a love-hate relationship with stars and it's only because stars has some of the best shows on television when they have them out but they so rarely have them out last year it was a uh, p valley and uh and and now they have uh now they have power book two running which i i've never been a big i've never been big on power so i'm not i'm not really watching that right now. i'm watching it but i'm not you know I don't care about those characters. I ain't gonna catch it. I watch it with my homegirl, and um, you know, I, and and it's good. You know what what they have going right now, and, and what I've seen from Power Book Two is it looks very good. Um, but they never have complimentary shows, and I just feel like that just really hurts them, especially considering they're the show, they're the channel that that tends to drop the blackest shit. You know what I'm saying? Like HBO might have the most black stuff, but Stars definitely goes for the blackest. You know what I'm saying? Like this is American black. You know this is Black American here. So. I want I want a little bit better from stars. I'm calling them the biggest loser because everybody I feel like everybody else made made strides in terms of Netflix. I feel like now Net, Netflix Netflix is a close second on this now because Netflix was pretty trash last year, but they had they had a few shows that were that were great per per the usual. 
Um, and that's just to be expected with them. They have so many shows they're going to hit. You know what I'm saying? A lot of them are going to hit. Most of them are going to miss, but a lot of them are going to hit. So I got Stars as my biggest loser, and I hope from Stars this year they can get a little bit more content, man. I want I want two good shows running at the same time on Stars. That's my goal for Stars in 2021. All right. And we got biggest come up, Showtime. Showtime this year dropped The Good Lord Bird, Comey Rule, Deez and Meryl pick, uh, hit their stride. They're, they're back to where they were, to like they were on Viceland, to where, where it's funny, it's consistent, it's simple. You're not, you're not getting exactly what you want from uh, uh, Black Monday and the final season of Shameless. All those are on Showtime. Showtime, if it weren't for HBO's just pure dominance of just all this shit this year, uh, last year, Motherfucking Showtime could have easily been the biggest winner, and, they, and they, they, you could still argue that they are the biggest winner because they had the big, but but that's why we have best come biggest come up because they came up the most out of everybody this year. Amazon Prime close second, definitely gonna give it to Showtime though because all those shows I just named that was The Good Lord Bird, Comey Rule, Jesus and Miro, which has been on now for two years, but that I, I, I mentioned that one because the first season they really they were trying new things that just weren't really hitting. Now they're back to the same formula they're doing on Vice, and it's perfect. Um, so I got Deez Samira in there. Black Monday is also season two, which was fabulous. Um, not sure if it was as good as season one, but it was definitely very good. Um, and, of course, Shameless. So th those are five different shows that you can go on Showtime right now. Check out even uh, check out in their entirety uh, for the most part. So Showtime came out strong. I'm looking for big things for them coming forward because I feel like I'm definitely getting to the point where I'm thinking about cutting some of these, some of these subscriptions. Hulu, I'm looking at you. Okay, anyway, uh, <laughs> and then we got a biggest disappointment. Biggest disappointments, I got movies in general. Movies in general in 2020 were whack. Whack, 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 whack. Can't say it enough. Um, now, don't get me wrong, I'm sure there's some gems out there. I have, but, but when, I know when I went down, you know, best movies of 2020, just films that came out in 2020, I think the only one that I really saw was Soul. You know, it was the only one I really saw. All the rest of them, never, never even heard of half these movies. Uh, Tenet, Tenet came out, but I, I, I have, I've yet to see Tenet. I'm going to watch that one, though. So, that I, I will, I, so Tenet, Tenet's, Tenet's probably good. I've heard very good things about it, but just movies as, as a whole, just because uh, companies uh, pushed back release dates because of the pandemic and all this stuff, you know, that was to be expected. But I mean, come on, they were they were they were whack. I mean, they 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 were no nobody took any risk. You know, I, I feel like even the even in, in indie companies should have been, you know, dropping this shit. But I, but I, and I, I'm sure they're out there. I just gotta do better with movies. Movies have been disappointing for me for the last three or four years. But um, last year I had a couple, last couple of years I've had a few shows and a few movies on there that were the biggest disappointments. I'm not gonna do the service of calling their names, but we can get into that on social media. If you guys just hit me up. At KLCLTC on Twitter, at Kale Charles on everything else, um, and we and I'm gonna get my damn at Kale Charles on Twitter too. And I, I just seen recently now we got a at Kale underscore Charles that coming for me. Okay, so <laughs> hit me up on all socials if you guys have uh, if you guys have any opinions that you guys want to share with me on this. I would love to hear them. Love to hear your theories on these shows. And we're gonna we're gonna go over all this stuff again. Um, you know, as 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 the year progresses because things slow down. And uh, like I said, ideally this is going to be twice a week. This is going to be once on Monday, and Monday is to to uh, go over the the flagship shows of each network that come that generally come out on Sundays. And then the the next episode is going to be on Fridays, which is what this episode is going to be. So this this pilot episode is a Friday episode, and it's rounding up everything. 
and we're going to see what we're going to do on Monday. It may just be an extension of this, just kind of round out 2020, um, just because that's easiest. And there aren't a whole lot of shows coming out right now because it's top of the year. But generally, that's how it's going to go. Friday, we're going to go through the week. And then Monday, we're going to go over Sunday. Okay, specific shows, specific, specifically what happened. Okay. All right. So that about wraps it up. You guys have made it through. We have made it through <laughs> the first episode of Artist Love Art, the podcast. I appreciate you guys. If you made it this far, if you skimmed through, I appreciate that too. Keep uh, keep subscribing or keep keep listening. Like this if you like it. Subscribe if you really like it. Let me know if you've listened to it. Let, Ele let Elevated Business know. Thank you to Elevated Business too. Um, they've been around for a really long time, doing a lot of different stuff, helping me with my career. And I want to help them. They extend, they extend this out to me. So I appreciate them. And I want everybody to um, just... When it comes to stuff like this, podcasts, um, music, art, period, support your artistic friends. Be an artistic friend. Be a, be a creative friend. All this shit, you know what I'm saying? It, it's, it's, a, it's a cycle. If you, if, you can keep, if you can keep all of this creativity flowing within the same circle and people and, and get people to consume it, it's, it's, it's really the best that you could possibly hope for, you know, other than <laughs> becoming a millionaire overnight, being signed by somebody. But, um in any in any medium but in any case man again i appreciate you guys for hanging with me man you smoked the blunt which i'm sure you did because i know i'm just finishing mine it's been a long time i'm not even sure how long this has been i'm recording this on my phone we're gonna try to get visual pretty soon we're still working on the venue for that but um for right now we're gonna be running it just like this audio and Going forward, let me know what shows you guys are watching. Let me know what shows you guys need for me to watch because you want you want to hear somebody who watches shows talk about shows. You know what I'm saying? Let me know because I'm out here and we're gonna talk about more than shows. So we got music, uh, got music, art, sports, all that. Man, it's it's not. It's, it, it, we're really limited. We're, we're, we're limitless. This is limitless. Everything is open. Um, I love the name of the show, man. I love, love the name of the podcast. This is a great thing, and I hope you guys stick around with me for as long as, as long as I'm here doing this. And we're going to get some guests in here, too, so we can liven this up, because I know I'm pretty boring. <laughs> but anyway, appreciate y'all again. My name is Kale Charles. This has been Artist Love Art, the podcast, ALA podcast. Hit us up on everything ALA, the podcast. Thank you guys so much. We out you. Wah. Lastly, hold on, turn it down, turn it down. Okay, lastly, um, lastly, if you're fucking with uh, any of the music, I know it's playing really low. Um, we're gonna see if we can, we're gonna see how low it's playing when I listen to this back. But if you fucked with any of the music that you heard on here today, that, that playlist is called The Impervious Underground. It is available on uh, Apple Music, Spotify, Tidal, YouTube, and SoundCloud. The Impervious Underground, and that will, uh, that, play, that playlist would have been posted by either me, Kale Charles, or elevated vistas so shouts to shouts to elevated vistas again and this is my own personal curated playlist that i did for them so shouts to them if you like that go check it out and um when i listen to this back i'll try to put the uh, if there's songs like this one that's playing right now this is actually savannah christina uh goldmine goldmine so um if there are songs that are a little bit more pronounced than others, I'll put it in the description on YouTube. So if you want to hear this stuff, but again, the easiest thing to do is go on whatever you listen to music on. Just search the impervious underground. And that would be the name of this playlist that's playing right now. Thank y'all so much. It's ALA, the podcast. First episode wrapping up. Wah.